we continue in our sermon series on a prayer for the church in these times. It's in your bulletin and also online. And we're entering into a section about complicated blessings. Thanking God for our complicated blessings. And grant us to count our more complicated blessings, our failures, which teach us so much more than success. I'm not aware of anyone that seeks failure. I, I, when I wrote that sentence, I thought it was accurate, but then I thought of the German concept of schadenfreude, um, where we do seek failure of our enemies, failure of those we don't like, failure of our opponents. Schadenfreude is to rejoice in the failures of others, to rejoice in the sufferings of others. Um, have you ever experienced schadenfreude? Sure you have. When, when Michigan loses, you, you rejoice in their sufferings. You know? I think in this political season, and it seems more and more over the years, politically we experience schadenfreude, delight at the suffering of our opponents. But for us as individuals, I don't think anyone seeks failure. Nobody gets up in the morning and says, man, I hope things don't go my way today. I hope I fail. I hope I suffer. No one that I know says that. We don't see that as a blessing. Most of us dread evaluations and criticisms. We don't want to learn the bad side of us, the, the dark side of ourselves. What is failure? Well, failure is not living up to expectations. It's not living up to the expectations I have for myself, not living up to the expectations uh, you have for me, not living up to the expectations I have for you. Yeah. And failure can be a tricky thing. You know, for a perfectionist, they see failure all the time in themselves and in others. You know, a good way to avoid a sense of failure is to set our sights low or not even try. Have you ever been, uh, have you ever done an evaluation, say, of a workshop you've attended? And the question on the evaluation form is, did this workshop meet your expectations? Well, I have to admit, some workshops I go to with very low expectations. So, did it meet my expectation if it stunk? Yeah, it did. You know, it's not a very revealing question, I don't think. Some people fail more frequently because they try more frequently. The St. Louis Cardinal shortstop Ozzie Smith, who is ranked as one of the greatest shortstops of all time, did not have the highest fielding percentage. And it was because he tried for balls that most shortstops wouldn't even try for. 
And because he tried, he failed. But he also reached a lot of balls many shortstops would never reach. And he is known for his spectacular play. What do we fail at? The list is endless. We fail at school. We fail in our majors. We fail in our marriages. We fail in friendship. We fail at church. We fail in our volunteer work. We fail in our trying an instrument. We fail in our investments. We, we fail in business, in parenting, in our jobs, in causes, in classes, in our health. We fail in sports. Failure is a challenge to our identity, who we are. It's a challenge to our image. This is why politicians are always trying to spin failure, because failure ruins their image. What failure does in, 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 in challenging our identity and our image is that it erodes the basis for our identity. It destroys what we found and what we base our identity on. If my ego is wrapped up into something and I fail at it, I'm hurt and I suffer. When I fail at something in which my identity is wrapped, I feel like a loser. I feel lonely, isolated, humiliated. I have self-doubt. I feel exposed and lost. I tried really hard to think of things I failed at this week. That was a joke, okay? Thought of my freshman year in college. That was just a real feast of failure. The first paper I got back in English, the professor wrote a lot of red on the paper. And the professor wrote, Mr. Keeney, this paper shows little imagination and far less skill in writing. Yeah, I felt like a loser. My first chemistry test, I got a 47. I thought, man, that's pretty good out of 50. Yeah, it was out of a hundred. My ego's wrapped up in something, and it is wrapped up in academics and intellect for me. I feel like a failure when I fall short. But if my ego is not wrapped up in something, I can take it. I can take it. If I try to bake a cake and it, and it, it flops, I'm okay. I'm okay. My, my identity isn't based on it. In failure, we learn who we are <clears throat> as opposed to who we think we are. We learn the difference between perception and reality. It's an awareness 
wake-up call. <laughs> as a response to um, Black Lives Matter, as a response to the racism that we're learning about more and more in our country, we decided as a staff to participate in what's called the Intercultural Development Inventory. This is a profile of how culturally sensitive we are, how culturally aware we are of people and cultures unlike our native one. We learned how we are as a composite staff and each individual learned where they are on the spectrum. Now part of this has been kind of surprising, at least for me, because I learned I'm not where I thought I would be. But it's about growth. And it's about here's where you are, and here's where you need to grow, and here are some pointers on how you might work at growth. We learn what we need to do and what we need not to do. Failure calls our life journey into question. Are we on the right road? We all face disillusionment in some relationship, in some job, in some effort. And this disillusionment is the major point where we decide whether to continue in that project, in that path, or depart from it. Failure is a time for us to, to think about, are, are we to be on another road? Should I have a different perception, a different angle? On what is my identity based? Am I hurting myself? Am I hurting others? The first beatitude is, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are the poor in spirit. It doesn't sound like a blessing to me. Blessed are the broken. Blessed are the brokenhearted. Blessed are those who suffer. Blessed are those with problems. Blessed are the desperate. Blessed are those who are depressed. Blessed are those who are anxious. Failure sounds like a definition of the poor in spirit. Kierkegaard says, though, that man's opportunity, man's extremity, man's extremity is God's opportunity. A.A. has a saying of the gift 
of desperation. To be poor in spirit is the awareness that we need to start on a journey of growth. In AA, the first step is we admitted we were powerless over alcohol and that our lives had become unmanageable. <laughs> powerless and unmanageable. Isn't that a kind of a definition of failure? But the first step is, now we know the problem. Now let's get to work on it. And the second step, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood God. God becomes the basis. God becomes the foundation. When we deliver our lives into God's hands, our, our identity is dependent on God. God, not ourselves, are our reference point. An identity based on God is freed from obsession with failure, with perfectionism, with fear of failure, with fear of even trying, because it has put itself in God's hands. It will fail, but it will not be defeated. In that passage in Romans, Paul doesn't say we need to be perfect. What he says is, when we were weak, when we suffered, when we felt like losers, Christ died for us. That proves God's love for us. We journey now with God. That's what failure calls us to do. It isn't that failure and suffering are good. What's good is that it leads us to God. You know, and the fact is there are 10 steps more in the AA journey of growth. It's the beginning of the journey. I have a friend who entered the ministry um, as a second career. And one of the first things she had to do was um, get her college degree. She decided to be a psychology major, and apparently to be a psychology major, one has to take some math courses. She took um, statistics three times. She failed the first two times. She passed the third. I said, what was the difference when you passed the third time? How did you pass? And she said, you know, what I learned in the first two failures was that failure didn't destroy me. And I learned that I was pretty good at failure. I could do failure well. And she said, you know, I think I overcame my fear of failure, and that's why I passed the course. 
But now I realize there's a whole world full of things I can fail at, and I can't wait to start trying. What a great attitude. The person who moves to God as the basis, as the foundation, is on Paul's road here, where suffering and problems and failure lead to endurance. And endurance leads to character, and character leads to hope. And hope doesn't disappoint us because we're filled with God's love. Colleen read the 51st Psalm, which is a psalm of David's failure. You know, my sins are ever before me. Against you, you only have I sinned. I mean, he's failed in his marriage. He's failed in his friendship. He's failed as the leader of the country. He's failed as a father. My sins are ever before me. I've been rotten since the day I was born. But it's a wake-up call. Create in me a clean heart, O God. He puts his life in God's hands. It's not about what we are that counts. It's what we are to become that counts. Our complicated blessing failure. At this time, we are frustrated, and we often feel like things are failing around us. It's a complicated blessing, but the blessing of failure is that we can get on the road of what we are meant to become. We can grow as children of God. May it be so. Amen.